Today's episode of Blastburn Radio is brought to you by Old School Bliss, Chocoboco, Penguin Mage, and other listeners just like you. If you would like to support Blastburn Radio and other challenge accepted media shows, you can do so at patreon.com slash challenge accepted media and begin earning exclusive rewards today. Thank you. You are now listening to Blast Burn Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special holiday episode of Blast Burn Radio. I say that. It's not really special or any different. It just happens to be around the holidays. I am your host, Jolly by Nature, and with me today are our Holly Jolly friends, our Christmas time co-hosts, Celeste and Messer Engine. Uh, thanks for joining me today, guys. How's it going? Don't fucking lie to the people. You know how I'm doing. It's Christmas time. <laughs> bah humbug. Every year, I am the Bahambug Kid. Look, this is a time-honored tradition. No one wants to deal with it. No one wants to see family. You drink a lot, you smile at the kids, and you fucking deal with it. That's what Christmas is. I mean, I like seeing my family fine. I hate Christmas for all the other reasons. But, yeah, I hear you. There's not enough booze in the world, though. Well, there's not, because it's all in my liver. Uh, that's going to be a problem for you shortly. <laughs> That's a lot of liquor. Uh, we, we know how Mess is doing. How are you, Celeste? Eh, it's been kind of a rough week. Um, got through it, though, and I still have to do Christmas shopping this weekend, which is going to be hell. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, put on your armor the weekend before Christmas. It's going to be hell. Make sure you get that AC up, Celeste. <laughs> yeah, Celeste is going to be running through the mall in fucking, like, hockey pads <laughs> with a lacrosse stick, just bashing her way through the hordes of mindless zombies. Uh, the shuffling hordes. Stalking stuffers. <laughs> Which is really just piles and piles of batteries. It should be. It should be. If you put... If you put anything else in a stocking other than candies and batteries, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, the key is to get the batteries that are the least useful to the people you're giving them to. That's how you know whether they like you or not. If you open up your fucking stocking and there's just like a slew of like D batteries in there and you don't own a mag light, you know what they think of you. <laughs> <laughs> here, here, have a couple nine volts. Yeah, exactly. If you open your stocking and find that you have a shit ton of double A's... That person likes you an awful fucking lot. Or you have a game <laughs> system that they want to play on. You were earlier talking about standard size. I'd give people freaking watch batteries. Watch batteries? Man, oh, you no. really don't like people, Celeste. <laughs> We've established this. I don't like many people. Yeah, I don't either. Only only Jolly likes people. Why do you fuckers make me the positive social one? What the fuck is wrong with this picture? I don't know. We're both introverted. Yeah, we're introverts. You're an extrovert. It's just a thing. 
Oh shit. Well, I'm I'm doing pretty good. It's been a very busy week. This time of year is always really crazy for me. Uh my oldest daughter turned 5 this week uh because she had to be born the week before Christmas because fuck my life. <laughs> uh, and my youngest was born the week after New Year's. So it's just absolutely fucking bananas. Uh, we're recording a day earlier than we normally do because I have to accommodate for a birthday party this weekend and then families in town. And yeah, Jolly is going to drink himself into a coma and just ride the tide. Well, you know, that's all well and good, Jolly, but it is that time of year that I love to hate. But that also means we have a stocking for our listeners and it's full of Pokemon news, most likely. And let's be honest, go news because... That's cold to me. <laughs> so, guys, it's the weekend before Christmas, and there's not much commotion. There's no active giveaways, not even a potion. But not all is quiet. Do not get the blues. Let's find out what's new in this week's Poke News. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
It's live right now and will be active through January 2nd. This event features the return of Deli Bird and the first ever appearance of Snover and Obama Snow, along with Riolu, Chingling, Mantike, and Munchlax hanging out in 7km Eggs and Bronzor, Bronzong, Scorpy, Drapion, Krogunk, Toxicroak, Finian, and Luminian released in the wild and to remain available once the event ends. New things to catch, everybody. It's Christmas time. There were also various bonuses rotating out through the event. Currently, we get double capture uh, Stardust, and before the event is done, we'll see double capture XP and have egg hatching distance with incubators. So that's pretty neat. You get all the things in celebration of something, 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 something Pokemon. The sweet baby Poke Jesus. I wasn't going to go there. And we just <laughs> dove right the fuck in. Good, 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 good. Jirachi was born to a virgin Chansey. Oh, God. Why has it yet? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we also saw the raid bosses rotate and go with Cresselia rotating out and Heatran replacing her as our five-star raid boss through January 15th. And lastly, but not leastly, we got the official announcement this week of our first Community Day of 2019. This one will be on January 12th in Europe and America and January 13th in Asia and the South Pacific. This event will focus on Totodile and have all the usual modifiers, including increased shiny chance and a special move for any Feraligator evolved during the event. Go get your sweet Holdens, folks. Thank you very much, Messer Engine. Now... We only really got one other piece of noteworthy news this week, but it's a really cool one. Uh, the title and release date of 2019's Pokemon movie has been announced. Our next Pokemon movie will be titled Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution, which is an obvious callback to the original Pokemon movie. This film will release in Japan on July 12th, 2019. It is being directed by Kunihiko Yuyama and Motonori Sakakibara, uh, while the screenplay is by Takeshi Shudo. As Pokemon movies traditionally release in Japan in July, this is right on the expected schedule, and we can thus extrapolate that it will most likely release in November here in the U.S., as per the past several. Uh, it's not super clear what the plot of this film will consist of. We haven't got a trailer or anything yet. This could be a retelling of the original Mewtwo Strikes Back in the new cinematic universe. Uh, it could even be a sequel building on those events, though that would be antithetical to the new cinematic universe that they've been building. Or it could be a completely different movie and they're just riding that title into the ground for those sweet sweet dollars uh, we'll have to wait and see as we get more information and trailers eventually there's no word on when the first trailer will launch despite what some like youtubers would have you believe so just stay tuned and we'll keep you up to date as we get more info question is will ash be turned to stone permanently I mean, he's already literally fucking died and just had Ho-Oh say nah it's cool so but Jolly, if he turns into a statue forever, that's a way to get around the immortality. He can just be dead and we can move on. No, what you do is you turn him into a stone and you push him over and have it shatter. Into the bottom of the ocean. But then Pikachu might talk again and I'm not ready for that. <laughs> no, Pikachu will become the Pokemon trainer. Look at me. I'm the captain now. Yes. <laughs> 
All right, guys. Well, lastly but not leastly, we've got some very exciting challenge accepted media news for you. Not kind of Blastburn Radio news, kind of not, but very much challenge accepted news. As I'm sure you've noticed, if you're subscribing to Blastburn Radio, we have launched a new show, the first episode of which went live just a couple of days ago in this feed. Uh, it is called the United Podcasters Pokemon League Battle Spot. Uh, and the United Pokemon United Podcasters Pokemon League. It's my own fucking thing, and I can't remember the name of it. Uh, <laughs> the UPPL is a competitive draft league specifically made by podcasters and for podcasters. Uh, we are launching it along with the Battle Spot podcast, which will be like a companion show where we will talk about the week's matches and standings and statistics and highlight our coaches much like you would see on like a sports talk radio show on like 1070 the fan uh, and it should be a whole whole lot of fun uh, obviously the three of us are all participating i will be bringing my naptown ninjasks into the fray and fighting for glory and honor and bragging rights and probably losing a whole whole lot uh and of course mess and celeste are going to participate as well with their own respective draft teams right guys yeah absolutely the twin city torterra will be in attendance and probably looking vaguely confused as i try to do my best yeah i don't know how well i'm gonna do but uh the venice city Praetorians are gonna be joining the fray as well yep 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 we're all we're all joining the battle like my boy incineroar oh guys i'm so sad <laughs> i'm not good at incineroar that makes me real sad that's not what we're talking about right now though Get good. Uh, <laughs> so we all know that now I have to go unlock Incineroar and, like, main him so that I can just play Jolly as Incineroar yes, always. Yes. It just make me so sad and also so happy. Yes, that has to happen. But that's not... This isn't Smash Time, you guys. It's always <laughs> Smash Time. It's always Smash Time. <laughs> so, yeah, just, just so you guys are aware, um, the... UPPL Battlespot podcast will be coming out weekly. Uh, it will not be released here in the Blastburn Radio main feed. That was just the first episode is kind of a sneak piece to peek a little taste. So if you want to stay up to date on that show, be sure to, on your podcatcher of choice, find the United Podcasters Pokemon League Battlespot podcast and hit that subscribe button so you are kept up to date on all those releases. Our next episode next week, after Christmas, before New Year's, will be our coach announcements episodes. So we'll be announcing all the coaches who are participating. We'll also be announcing them on Twitter at official UPPL. So get hyped for that. Yes, stay tuned. Lots of exciting things to come. We promised that when we put up the Patreon. We said we got lots of exciting things in the works and we totally did. So buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride. And guess what, guys? There are no more secret projects. This was hashtag secret project to Electric Boogaloo. There are no more. You now know everything that we're working on. If that's disappointing, I'm sorry, but there are no more secrets. I mean, there's that one that we talked about briefly in the, in, in the far, far away. But yeah, not not immediate. There's plenty of secrets. What are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, there's the fact that we're all lizard people, but you know, that's definitely. Shit. I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> we did a bamboozle. I've been mind wiped. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's go ahead and jump into our week in gameplay. And what a week it was. This was the seventh week of our Generation 5 series. This week saw our challengers gain the ability to surf and explore all the nooks and crannies of Unova. Uh, we delved deep into the snowy depths of Twist Mountain, explored the icy, serious town, very seasonally appropriate for the lead up to Christmas. Uh, we explored the region, trained new 
new friends, and when we were ready, we challenged Bryson in the Osiris City Gym and even got a little visit from Messer Engine's favorite ninjas. Now, as always, Mess was up to play first, so Mess Buddy, how was your week in Nuzlocke gameplay this week? You know, I don't know how I always forget that the ninjas are there. It probably just like they, I scrub it out of my brain because I can't deal with it uh, until someone on this podcast goes, yeah, the ninjas showed up. And then I go, fuck, they did show up. Uh, the salt continues. <laughs> it, so this week we were tasked with going through a fucking mountain and we decided we were going to go do that. We, of course, ran into Charon because... You can't walk anywhere in this entire fucking country without running into Charon and Bianca somehow. It's like every other week they they rotate. Who's going to annoy the shit out of me? (laughs) This week it was Charon. I have expected to see N hanging from the fucking ceiling or some shit. (laughs) That didn't happen, thankfully. Charon was a pushover. We kicked him in the nuts. Uh, And then the Pokemon League champion showed up and was like, hey, have a surf TM. And I was like, or HM. And I was like, okay. You were just hanging out up there, creeping, waiting to give me a fucking surf HM? Like, I'm not going to complain. I need it. But goddamn, dude. He's trying to diagnose Charon with fucking sociopathy. He's fucking walking around watching him, being like, is this guy a fuck? Is he Hitler? He might be. I'm not going to put it out there. I'm pretty sure that Bianca could be his fucking propaganda master. (laughs) We'll talk about her propaganda later in Celeste's recap. (laughs) Anyways, we we had to go through that that twist mountain, that twist twist mountain. And I'll tell you something about Twist Mountain. Everyone tried to console me that it wasn't as bad because it was wintertime and I could run up snow mountains and get where I needed to go. I got so fucking lost, you guys. I was there for like an hour and like a half wandering around that goddamn mountain. I found a room that looked real cool and they were like, yeah, this is the Glacian room. And I was like, fuck this place. And then I left. I eventually found the way out by accident, which was super great. Uh, we caught a cub chew uh, in Twist Mountain, which was cool. We named uh, her Yeda after the Yeti lady in Twilight Princess. And this is where things got real just wacky because we we figure out like what routes are on our encounter list like every week. So we kind of like know going in because there's a lot to keep track of in this challenge guys like we got to know where we can get the stuff and we got to keep track of it and we have a spreadsheet because that is something that we have to have so i was looking at my list of encounters this week and i was like okay twist mountain check and then i was like mistralion cave hmm okay route 17 18 where the fuck are these i'm like following them on the map i'm like one two three four five six i get all the way to the top there's no 17 or 18 i'm like where the fuck are these places the p2 laboratory i was like where the fuck is this laboratory i don't know so i was really confused we got to town uh which looked like a snowy christmas town uh, with people dancing, and I was like, nobody has fun here. Shut the fuck up and go away. And I saw a Pokeball uh, up by some grass, and I was like, oh, I must. this must be my city encounter. There's some grass here. I'm going to run over and get this Pokeball, and it's going to be great. And I ran into the grass, and a double battle began. And I was like, oh, hmm. I looked at the Pokemon that showed up and went, that is a mindfu and that is a vanillish and those things are not in the city table for encounters. So I am clearly 
in the exterior dragon spiral tower grass, which is next week. But this is my encounter. I got to catch something. So we were like, that mind food looks good. We don't like really have a fighting type right now. That'd be cool. Uh, and fuck that ice cream cone. So we decided we had to kill the ice cream cone and catch our good cat ninja. And things did not go super great. Epona was out and DK was out. So Zebstrika and Darmanitan. And I was like, okay, we're just going to double into this ice cream and just get it the fuck out of here. Zebstrika used Spark and brought him down to like a quarter or so. And DK missed his hammer arm. He was just like, yeah, I like ice cream. Not having none of it. Not doing it. I was like, okay, all right, I'm going to switch this stupid zebra out because I want something out here that, you know, is maybe a little more sturdy than a zebra is when we're facing this mind foo and like maybe paralyze it or like knock it down its health down a little bit, chip it. And I was like, why, why would I just switch out? I have Volt Switch. We'll hit that ice cream cone on the way out. And not thinking, I was like, hey, DK, actually punch that ice cream cone this time. So Zipstrika, good pony, pony girl that she is, uh, zapped the ice cream cone and murdered it and switched out. And then DK was like, well, the only thing left on the field is that fucking cat. And he hammer armed it in the face. Now, this was worrisome for several reasons. One, Cat Ninja, not real, well, real hardy. Two, DK, real strong. And he decided that regular strong wasn't enough. And he did that wind-up punch from Smash Brothers and fucking punched his lights out with a critical hit. Just dead. Just meat on the ground. <clears throat> and I was so pissed. I was so mad. I actually, like, had a freak out. I killed it. Couldn't find where any of these other roots were. Wandered around this city for a while and was like, that's it. That's it. I can't. I can't with this game. I need to take 15 <laughs> and just put up my fucking break thing, said peace to everybody and disappeared for 15 minutes and then came back and was like, okay, all right, it's cool. We have to go get our frillish this week because we have surf. So we have to go find route 17 and 18. We finally figured out where Mistralion cave was and determined to go get an axe or something cool and, and awesome. We went there and got a woo bat instead. So it was like insult to injury. It was like, show up, just killed your cool encounter. Have a woo bat. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I looked at it and I was like, I just, I don't just go on the PC. I, I don't have the heart to, to argue with you bat. Uh, we named the bat keys. After the little bats in Zelda that flit around and annoy the crap out of you because that's what this is. And we headed down to Route 17 and 18, which actually has some land on it and has um, some trainers and they're real, real spooky and scary. So we were trying to avoid them on Route 17, expecting to get a fish, uh, a frillish. We didn't. We got... The the crazy heartfish, uh, a Loma Lola. Is that how you say that? I don't know. Heartfish. We got heartfish, and I went, hmm. Okay. Well, we'll catch it. I brought Fluffy Bee out, and Fluffy Bee was like, "Look, I'm cute and adorable and great." And I was like, "Don't fucking giga drain it. That's a super bad idea. Let's just we're gonna hit return once." Like we tried to um, get throw leech seed on it, and it was having none of that. So I was like, "Hit return once." 
Fluffy B fucking crit return with his amazing attack stat and Kerr murdered it. I thought I was going to throw something. I was so angry. I was like, seriously, it's two dead mon like tonight that I didn't even have. Then we were like friends who was like, hi, I'd like to be your friend. And someone in my group took out a knife. It was like, fuck no, this group's full. Stab, stab. So mad. So mad. So Route 18, you guys, there's an egg on Route 18 and it's a Larvesta. And I really wanted to get something, something this week that was worth a damn. So we were real careful and we repelled everywhere and went into a room. They were like, hey, I got an egg. And I was like, baller. And we picked it up and it is a, a wonderful special attack up Larvesta, who will be a good, famous, friendly boy later on. And we dropped him in the PC. We also stopped by the P2 laboratory and got a really good fucking Scraggy. Uh, who we named Slugger at the audience's request. So those two things were good. But with our encounters in the bag and seemingly nobody to actually fight other than these really scary trainers on these routes, we saw about, uh, fuck, EV training, our new additions, particularly our Frillish, who needs to be in the team because it's our franchise tag. We did that. It took a couple hours of running around. Killing Audinos and uh, Rock and Rollas and all that shit. And we ended up going to the gym. And the gym, Ice is a really scary typing always in every generation because it's heavily offensive. It does, oh God, it just, it can hit so many things super effective. It's a terrible defensive typing, which is doubly hard when you need to hard mode gym it because so many things hurt it real bad. So our only plan for this gym, since we really needed the points, was to bring out DK, teach him return, and just paunch our way through everything, just neutral hitting the whole gym. And we cleared out all the, the trainers fine in the little ice puzzles. And God, you guys, I fucking hate ice puzzles. Zipping around the room with the little spinning angles and fucking everything else. And when it came down to Bryson, we learned in doing the trainers that cryogonal is no problem. At like a same level, like apples to apples, DK versus cryogonal, that cryogonal is fucking dead. DK hits return and it just dies. Uh, Vanillish, on the other hand, can live a hit, but not with, not with much health. The scary thing about Bryson is Bear Tick. So Bear Tick has a very high attack stat and can no water moves. The other two Mon can't. DK is not necessarily a sturdy boy and takes super effective damage from water. One of those water moves is Aqua Jet. It's one of the moves that can be learned via like a move tutor once it is evolved, once Cup Chew evolves. So... That was really scary because priority water on DK wouldn't be great. And it's coming off of a really good tax stat on the Mon and we're late in the game. So like IVs for gym trainers like tend to be better. They're not shit. So that was real spooky. On top of that, Bryson's signature move is freeze breath, which is always a crit and it's stab. It comes off of its special, but it's basically. It hurts. It hurts real bad. And DK not real thick, even like resisted. So I was real nervous about this, but we didn't have a better plan. And we went in, we punched the crap out of the vanilla. It lived a little bit. It got 
potioned up twice. Like we worked through those hyper potions that Bryson had on the vanillish, but it was dealing little bits of chip damage to DK. Like every time it lived like a hit more or less, which was not great because again, DK, not much health. Don't want aqua jet to fucking murder me. And then the bear tick came out and we were like, well, this is it. If it lives a hit and it fucking uses brine or like does something terrible to DK, it's all, it's all downhill from here. But DK wasn't having none of it, guys, because the mind food was just the warm up. He was like, I had to get warmed up so I could punch this bear right in the nuts. And he did. The animation for return hit that bear straight in the crotch and he crit that return and killed it in one hit. And then Bryson sent out a cryonicle and DK just kind of laughed and was like, I know what happens to snowflakes when I punch them. And it did. And it was dead. And we got our points. And I was feeling pretty good about the world. I was like, yeah, I did it. I got my seven, my 70 points. And I walked out of the gym and the fucking ninjas showed up. <laughs> like, I was in such a good mood. I was like, yeah. All right, like we did the gym and I walk outside and it's just like talking with my friends. Charon's out there. Bianca's out there. We're chilling. I'm like, yeah, this was good. Like we're almost done with this game, you guys. And they were like, yeah, this game sucks, bro. And all of a sudden Bryson runs out. And he's like, you there. What are you doing? And Charon's like, mm, I don't know. I'm just an idiot. And the ninjas show up and they're like, haha, we were here the whole time. I'm like, God damn it. They were like, our master calls you to Dragon Spiral Tower to fight. And I'm like, I don't like, what part of I don't like him does nobody get? Like, I hate his fucking guts. If he sent me like a note that said, do you like me? Check one, meet me at Dragon Spiral Tower. I would write, fuck you, give it back <laughs> to the ninja and let him take it back to his highness in a fucking tower that I don't even know why it's there. Like, I got another gym badge to get. I don't have time to deal with your crazy ass. But because it's the plot and because there will definitely be pixels in my way of my route to wherever I need to go, I gotta go fight him next time. I'm already salt and it's not even Sunday. Like, I haven't even started next week's stream and I'm already pissed that I'm going to this tower. I don't, I don't know, you guys. I also I like know. how in the course of a week you went from, man, Sharon and Bianca are pretty okay. They're like the best rivals we've seen since Gold and Silver to fuck these fucking idiots. <laughs> Bianca's so dumb. Yeah, she is. Oh, God, so dumb. And, you know, like, I, I do still like them as rivals. They're good rivals, but, like, give me a break. It's every other week is Sharon and Bianca and Sharon and Bianca and Cher and Bianca? And I'm like, do you guys do anything in your lives other than backtrack to fight me? Because clearly you're ahead of me. Because you, I keep running into you as I move forward. It's not like you show up from behind and go, hey, Mez, wait up. We got to fight. No, it's, hey, I just got the gym badge and I walked back here just to make fun of you. Why? Live your <laughs> truth, man. Like, you have a life to, to you. Sharon, you just told me how you want to be the best asshole in the world. Go live it. Just do it somewhere else. Please. And if you see N, kill that motherfucker and push him off the tower for me so I don't have to see him anymore. Here's looking forward to Sunday, folks. It's going to be a great time. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're having such a, a great time in your Grand Unovan tour there, mess. Thank God Heart Gold Soul Silver is in between. Oh, God. 
I couldn't deal with like 24 straight months of Unova. I couldn't do it. <laughs> oh, shit. Ah, uh, well, I- I'm glad that you had a real great, real fun time in your week. As for myself, I did stream second, as is our custom. And I started going in a very different direction than Mess did, because I actually know this region a little bit, and so I knew where the fuck I could go to get encounters. Uh, and so right off the bat, well, right right off the bat, my first thing that I had to take care of this week was getting our little tick friend, getting Kepra out of the bank, because I promised you guys on last week's episode that I was going to treat Kepra like she was my franchise tag until and unless I catch it. So she went in the party right, right away. Now, I knew that I wanted to go to the P2 laboratory and all the routes leading up to it and get our encounters there. And I knew that in order to do so, I was going to want to get that that Larvesta egg. Mess isn't the only one who wanted a Larvesta. You know, I like them good, good buggo boys. Wanted to pick it up. And that means I had to leave an empty spot in my party to hold that egg. So we have a baby tick who can't do shit. We have an empty spot for an egg. We're going on new routes with four Pokemon. Not exactly a recipe for a fun, good time, but we were going to make it work. We were going to bring our Duat, our starter Lasix. We were going to bring our Girder, soon to be a Conkelder, our big, strong Levitra. We were going to bring Soma, our psychic crazy bird who's been so good and strong this whole, whole run. And we were going to bring Allegra, our Lilligan. Those were the four that we were going to win battles with and and kick ass and take names. Uh, so we led with Allegra. We went on about our business and things got spoopy. Uh, we were trying to dodge the trainer battles as much as possible, but some of them would just catch us. And some of them got real, real hairy, uh, dodging sleep powders and hitting real, real hard. We had a Sencino that got a crit on tail slap and came very, very close to murdering. I think it was Allegra. Somebody, somebody came down to like five HP and it was scary, Uh, but we were able to make it through. We made sure that we were making smart use of our items. We got all the way to the house on route 18, I think 17, 18, whichever. And we picked up our Larvesta egg. So far, so good. So we started trying to make our way to the P2 laboratory because the P2 laboratory has an encounter where we could pick up either a clink or a scraggy. Really, really wanted that Scraggy. Scraggy's a good boy. He's a fat lad. Kind of wanted to pick one up. Clink wouldn't have been bad either. We wanted that encounter. On the way to pick up that encounter, we ran into a veteran trainer. The veteran trainer from hell. This motherfucker. This motherfucker, let me tell you. He had... It wasn't even just one Pokemon. If it had just been the one, we'd have been okay. But it was a Basculin, which... As far as, like, easy-to-encounter Fishmon, Basculin actually hits very, very hard. Uh, has Stab Aquatail, has Aqua Jet. He had a Semi-Sage, which was rocking Grass Knot and hitting very, very hard. But most importantly, he had a Darmanitan. A level 36, sheer force, motherfucking Darmanitan. So, we get through the Basculin. And the Darmanitan comes out on Allegra, on our grass girl. This is clearly a recipe for a bad fucking time. So 
we make the only switch that makes sense with the four Pokemon that we have with us. And that's really important because if we had more, if I had brought uh, Zoloft, our Cafagragus, our fat, fat ghost friend, Zoloft could have switched in on that Darmanitan and ate that hit pretty fucking well and rested it off. And after that Darmanitan hit him once, it would have lost his sheer force and wouldn't be hitting so hard. But we didn't bring him with us. He's in the bank. The fattest thing that we had was that girder, was Levitra. Levitra had already taken some damage. He was at about 65% health, but he was holding the Eviolite. He's fat defensively. He's EV trained for max HP. Easily our best option to eat that hit. We switch into Levitra. That Darmanitan clicks Flare Blitz and crits and destroys Levitra. Done. Cock Arms is no more. He lay limp in the grave. So now I have three Pokemon, effectively. I have my Water-type starter. I have my Psychic Bird. And I have my Grass Girl, who is of zero use against this very angry Fire Monkey. Because the Darmanitan's going to outspeed. It's not like I can even send out Allegra and be like, click Sleep Powder and pray. Because that monkey's going first and it's going to fuck her up. So, I make the only play that makes sense. Soma Arsigilif should outspeed this Darmanitan. And we've got two plays that we can make. Maybe three, but two that really made sense in that moment. We can either click Psybeam to get as much damage off on it as we possibly can. Maybe we'll get lucky, maybe we'll crit, maybe we'll take it out. And at least put it within revenge kill range. Or, we can click Thunder Wave and pray for the full para. At the end of the day, we had to take the safe play for the run. And the safe play was to get damage on that Darmanitan so that Lasix could finish it. We clicked Psybeam. Psybeam did about 75%, did so much damage to that Darmanitan, but failed to kill it. Darmanitan clicked Flare Blitz again, and that was enough for the bird. Soma is down as well. We were able to send out Lasix. We were able to click Aqua Jet and just take the monkey the fuck out. But the damage was done. Two of our very good, very strong lads are done. So I'm I'm salt at this point already. I'm super fucking salt. I've been wanting a goddamn timber all series. I finally catch a girder in the one place that I absolutely did not want one. And it is already dead due to shenanigans and bullshit. <sighs> I get to the P2 laboratory. I head into the grass, get my encounter, Hurtier, dupes one. Hurtier, dupes two. Hurtier, dupes three. Watchhog, dupes four. Hurtier. I don't get a P2 laboratory encounter. I don't get a Scraggy. Fuck you, Jolly. You're not allowed to have a fighting type. Great. So we head back to town, we regroup, and we decide that we need to train a team? We need a team of some variety. Uh, and the very first step is training Kepra, training our Joltik, because it has to be in the party and we need it to not be dead weight. If Kepra had been able to functionally attack anything, maybe that would have gone differently. Probably not, but maybe. So we set about EV training and we spent a good long while EV training Kepra and 
Oh, no, wait, I'm so sorry. I went a little bit out of order. Before we EV trained Kepra, we did go through Twist Mountain, come out the other side in Asiris City, and we peeked up to the exterior of the Dragon Spiral Tower and picked up our encounter there. Because Mess had already done his. And the thought was, well, if we get a Mind Fu, then maybe we can still have a fighting type on the team. We get our Dragon Spiral Tower encounter, and we get a Deerling instead. So another physical grass type, instead of the awesome fighting type that we were hoping for. Whatever, it's fine. So we spend a good long time EV training Kepra and Claritin, our Deerling, and uh, Xylocaine, our Litwick in the bank. We decided to get out and EV train it a little bit as well. We're, we're not, we have no immediate plans to use Xylocaine, but while we were training special attack, it was one of those we might as well. So we, we spent a good long while EV training. We spent a good long while leveling. We brought Seraquel, the Solosis, out of the box and leveled her up. Finally, uh, Soma's down. It's next psychic type up, and that is the Blobby Goo monster. We trained Claritin. We trained Kepra. Uh, we trained all of our existing lads. Uh, we got a lot of really clutch evolutions. Uh, Seraquel evolved into Duosian. Kepra evolved into Galvantula. Uh, Lasix evolved into Samurott. And Aldactone evolved into Caracosta. So finally, we're starting to look like a real Pokemon party. Like most of our Mon are fully evolved. Not all of them. Seraquel still hasn't evolved into Reuniclus. Abilify still hasn't evolved into Crocodile. But we're getting there. And we decided... That because we did suffer unfortunate losses on the week, we really wanted to pursue hard mode for the Asira City gym, for Bryson. It would help mitigate the loss of points from our dead friends. And we decided that the strategy going into that gym was going to be to lean into our water types. Because water is a type that hits ice neutrally and it resists ice. So that just felt like a really good strategy. So we brought in a lot of Mon that could hit neutrally. But the plan was always to lean into Aldactone, the Caracosta, and Lasix, the Samurai. Made our way through the gym. That's a really cool gym, by the way. I normally despise ice puzzles. That's one of the few ice puzzles that's just really fucking cool. Like, it's fun, which I think is really, really well done, Game Freak. You made an ice gym that didn't just suck all the ass. So, congratulations. It was also pointed out to me by our good buddy Zach Likes to Ramble in the chat that there is a rock randomly in the middle of that ice puzzle that for some reason is not coated as solid and you can just walk right the fuck through it. So that's pretty fun. But we did make our way through the gym and we finally confronted Bryson. Uh, Bryson let out with his Vanillish and we let out with Lasix the Samurott. And the plan was we gave Lasix the scope lens to boost his critical hit chance. And on turn one, we clicked focus energy to further boost his critical hit chance. We clicked waterfall, which was sufficient to take down the Vanillish. The bear tick came out. We outsped, we clicked Waterfall, and it only did between a quarter and a third of this Beartick's health. Beartick is a fat fucking lad, you guys. It has bulk four days. So I was a little concerned. Thankfully, the bear tick clicked swagger and missed. So we got a free turn out of that arrangement. I'm not sure what that bear tick knows. I'm not sure if it had a good neutral move to beat the shit out of our Samurott, but it didn't. And it also failed to confuse him. So great. We clicked waterfall again. And this time it did crit. And that was sufficient to take the bear tick down. 
cryogonal comes out, we click waterfall and we we clean it up. We sweep it. So great success. Uh, our starter pulling big, big weight was able to sweep through that team with waterfall with no losses. So absolutely fantastic. Now, at this point, we also left the gym and we also had to listen to our rivals be spazzes and just kind of all over the place and see the ninjas pop out of nowhere and have their big dramatic stand stare down moment with Bryson. And that was fine. It was late. I was tired. My voice was a little scratchy and I was really sick of doing all this dialogue, but it was whatever. We got through it. And at that point, all we had to do was level our team a little bit and get them ready for PVP. Again, we're bringing Kepper this week. He's She's functioning as our franchise tag, so I'm really excited to use her. We went ahead and brought Claritin, the Sawsbuck, onto the team. I don't know how I feel about my female deer evolving into a big antlered buck, despite still being very female. But that's Claritin, apparently. Fucking Pokemon, what are you going to do? Um... But she's very, very good and has great coverage. I'm really excited to use her. Uh, we are bringing Seroquel the Duosian for the first time to PvP this week. Uh, so there are some new faces, but they're all, for the most part, Pokemon that I'm really excited to use. As much as it sucks to lose really good, really strong performing Pokemon like those, I am genuinely very happy with our team right now. So as a point of note, because I totally failed to mention it while I was just gushing salt earlier. We caught our frillage in Driftvale City, the in Poke, Texas. We hopped in the water and, and caught our, our good jellyfish boy, whose name's Toadsworth, because Toadsworth has a great mustache. Just wanted to point that out before somebody asks me and goes, where the fuck did you get a frillish, miss? Yeah, so we caught one in Poke, Texas. Go figure. Yeah, which means that everybody has their franchise tag, kind of. <laughs> kind of, kind of, sort of. But yeah, that was my week. It was mostly okay. It was a lot of salt when it came to, like, encounters and deaths. Like, I'm I'm not super thrilled with, like, the the way my team developed over the week, even if I'm pretty okay with the, the final product. But again, as always, I wasn't the last one to play this week. That was our good friend Celeste. So, Celeste, how was your week in Nuzlocke gameplay this week? So um, I'm going to go over everything really quick. We didn't jump into the section early, so we had to fight Sharon. That one went okay. Got a little scary, but we got through it, and then we got the Surf HM. At that point, we decided to go and get our encounters. We skipped the Route 17 encounter, because I want to wait until we have a fishing rod, which is going to be post-game, if we can even do that, because I can't have a frillish, and I don't want a heartfish. I just don't want a heartfish. Um, our Route 18 counter, I got a Larvista as well. I really wanted one as well. <laughs> then we get to the P2 Laboratory. I got lucky and dodged every trainer there pretty much, so I didn't have any fights. And we caught a Scraggy. We named her Lith. And then we went through Twist Mountain. I didn't have any trouble like Mez. I lucked into getting through it in like five minutes because I chose the right path. It was pretty lucky actually because I didn't know what I was doing. But there we caught a Boulder, which opened up a really cool encounter. We went back, and what had opened was Mr. Lincoln Cave, where everything was pretty much dupes, and we could basically use Repel to force a Axew encounter, which was Jolly's original franchise tag, but I managed to catch one. It's a little baby dragon. I'm very excited about it. And then... I am happy for you also kind of fuck you a little bit. <laughs> the Another cool thing that happened this week, we got to Icarus City, 
And we got the encounter there. But we also, after getting the encounter, which was a stunkfish, which is really weird. It's a ground electric type, but it, its stats are terrible. I don't know how I'd ever use it. Interesting typing, though. We also took advantage of the clause to where I can catch a shelmet just to evolve my Carablast into an Excavalier. So we did that. We got rid of the shelmet after evolving it. Interestingly enough, it didn't take the armor. It didn't evolve the Assault It just evolved the Excavalier, just the way we're having trade evolutions work. So that was interesting. We kicked that out of our party. So our Carablast is now a giant tank that hits really hard and is really super slow. Like, he's got zero speed IV and a negative speed nature. He has 18 speed. He's not going any faster or any slower. It's just, yeah. He moves at the pace of trees. <laughs> and then our last encounter, I decided to get our exterior dragon spiral encounter as well, because the other two did. I walk into the grass. A Drudgeon appears. Drudgeon hits my freaking bulky Escavalier for almost half its health. I start panicking, and I accidentally click run, and I lose that encounter. So that sucked. After that, it was just preparing for the gym. I decided I wanted to do a risky strategy after everything else. It was probably really stupid. That freaking Beartick could have definitely had water. I wasn't even thinking. I just wanted to get through the gym that night. So I clicked Belly Drum. Clicked Belly Drum on the little ice cream cone. It hits me with Astonish. Doesn't do much. Next turn, I kill it. Beartick comes out, I kill it. Cryonel comes out, I kill it. Just all returning. So we got our hard mode done. And the ninjas appear, tell us to go to tower, whatever, fuck the ninjas, I agree with Mez, I'm just tired of this. Tired of N and his ninjas, whatever. But the highlight, actually, is when <laughs> I went to do my team build, and I accidentally locked, uh, went into our mail PC, and I found a special piece of mail from Bianca. I have no idea when Bianca sent it, but it's the most hilarious syntax, just because of the way Nintendo's mail system works. So it says, thank you for taking your time with Match. It was so excited. I was moved. We should match together again. Bye-bye, Bianca. <laughs> and I think that's what Mez meant by propaganda. <laughs> propaganda master. <laughs> Look, no one accused her of being a smart girl. <laughs> just Yeah. She's really it was just not. a perfect way to end the week, to have that kind of mail sitting in my inbox from Bianca. <laughs> The sad thing is, sometimes I do get email that is about that clear in my professional Oof. life. So, so, evidently, it's a thing. Yeah. You know, it, it really kind of hurts my heart that we're, like, approaching the climax of the story of a game that I love very, very much. And you guys are both kind of like, well, fuck this a lot. No, no, I'm just tired of the ninjas. I'm tired of them appearing, saying random stuff, and then disappearing. Like, where did they come from? I agree with Mez on that one. I mean, that's what ninjas do. Like, I wasn't questioning that they have ninja no, powers. No, no, not at all. I was, Where did they come from? I, I was questioning the fact that they should even fucking exist in this world. Exactly. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's Poke America, goddammit. It's a melting pot. We can have our European knights and our Asian ninjas, because this is America. Uh, I feel like this game is a great example of what happens when someone tries to do a direct translation into English. Like, on most, like, anime, like, subs. Just, they did it with the actual, like, cultural America. And they were like, it's a melting pot. You have everything. And they were like, okay, ninjas and knights and whatever. <laughs> and that's not how it works. It's not how it works this at all. how we end up with the lines of Spoonie Bard and things like that. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh.
Yeah, I'm ready to go back to Johto. It's only going to be a, like a million more months till we get there. I'm super excited for Johto. <laughs> Johto has become one of my favorite regions. Me too. All right, guys. Well, that was our week in gameplay. But unfortunately, not everybody is leaving Assyria City with us. I'm going to take a, a few moments and, and say goodbye to the friends that I'm leaving behind. To, to Levitra, on paper, you were incredible. In practice, you did literally nothing but make me miserable. I did not want you to die. If someone had to go, I'm kind of glad it's you a little bit. Bye. Levitra couldn't get it back up? Nope. No, 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 no. He was, he made, he maintained his erection for greater than four hours. This is what happens. <laughs> Did I do? Uh, he didn't go to the hospital to to the as described. It was super effective. <laughs> uh. So bad. To, to Soma, you were fucking fantastic. You turned our series around almost single-handedly and even though every week your stats started to look a little flimsier, and I started looking at, at that Seroquel in the box just a little bit harder every single week, you consistently proved your worth. And I am genuinely sad to see you go. I'm not sure I would have had the heart to bench you at this point, honestly. I probably would have taken you through to the end. And even though I think that our good little Cell Baby is probably going to be quite a bit better if i'm being honest when all is said and done i really wish it was you that we were carrying with us until the end i'm gonna miss you buddy rest in peace i will not miss you but you may still rest in peace well, i'm glad he has your fucking permission messer engine shit <laughs> you're goddamn right he's a fucking flying unknown totem i don't fucking know what the thing is but it's terrible uh, <sighs> all right guys so that was our weekend gameplay but as always we also heard from some of our friends uh we didn't get a ton of emails this week i'm sure in large part due to our early recording and also just holidays uh, but we did hear from a few of our good friends and specifically i owe a big personal apology to our good buddy jerry we have been sitting on an email from jerry for about a solid month now i will be totally honest that's my goof i'm so used to email sneaking in like literally minutes before recording time that when jerry sent his in a good week and a half early i just plain forgot about it i'm real real sorry sir jerry was actually a trooper and he rewrote it for us today and sent it back in so that it wouldn't be quite so dated uh messer engine would you go ahead and read jerry's email for us please yeah absolutely jerry says hey bbr it's jerry awakening from my slumber to write an email Last time I wrote, I was in the midst of a fire red nuzlocke. Unfortunately, that came to an abrupt end when I had to factory reset my phone and everything was lost. Press F to pay respects. It's not all sad boy hours, though, as I've since then doubled, uh, doubled down on my second living decks. I've acquired a majority of the main series games. Only need two more as of this writing. And so I've decided to catch every Kanto Pokemon from Red, Blue, Yellow, or Fire, Red, Leaf, Green. Every Johto Pokemon from Gold, Silver, Crystal, or Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver, etc. I start each game from the beginning, progressing one badge at a time. 
2 in the Johto games before jumping into the next title in the series and repeating that process using as many different Pokemon as possible. At the time of writing, I've completed all the main stories, save for Ruby, as I just got it a few days ago, and just need this fucking Ammonite to hatch in Leaf Green, and the Kanto section will be complete, and I can move on to Johto. The progress uh, TM was halted for a bit thanks to Let's Go coming out, and probably will be again when I get smashed, but I'm having an absolute blast. Okay, this email has probably gone on long enough. It's closing remarks. I just wanted to congratulate y'all on the success of this Patreon. It's clear that a lot of love and effort has been put in by everyone involved, and I'm super hyped for the likes of BBRA and the UPPL. Much love, Jerry. Thank you very much, Mess, and thank you so much, Jerry. I I always like think it's really, really cool when our listeners are pursuing a challenge that's not Nuzlocke. Your goal should be really, really fun to achieve, and I wish you a lot of luck in pursuing your very thorough living decks. Now, we also got a quick holiday message from our good buddy Tom Archard. Uh, Celeste, would you read Tom's email for us, please? Sure, Tom says, Hey guys, I'm at work right now, but wanted to write in to wish you all a Merry Christmas. Hope you're all well, and I'm absolutely loving Blastburn Adventures. Keep it up. I'll send a proper message for the next episode. Tom. Thank you very much, Tom, and a very happy holiday to you and to all of you listening as well. Now, we also got two brand new five-star reviews since our last episode, continuing our streak as statistically the perfect podcast. Now, first up, we got a review from user TapStar5Always titled Perfect Podcast for Pokemon Fans. They write, been loving the podcast for almost a year now, and after listening to every episode and being on the Discord, oh, hey, I have no idea who you are, Tapstar, but be sure to let us know. Thank you. I do have to say that this is such a great podcast to listen to and interact with. Jolly, Mess, and Celeste really work hard to make entertaining content while keeping it professional with almost no errors, and even when they do mess up, they take all possible steps to correct it. Jolly voiceovers, cry laughing emoji. Overall, if you have time to kill and love Pokemon, this is the podcast for you. Uh, Thank you very much for the five-star review, Tapstar, and be sure to poke us in Discord so we can know who you are. Unless you're, like, undercover, like you're a secret agent and we're, like, blowing your cover, in which case... Stay the course. Finish your mission. We understand. (laughs) Now, we also got a new review titled Such Good Good Boys from iTunes user PolySwag420, who writes, I like the way this podcast engages with the game series by bringing Nuzlocks to the podcast medium. It's fun to listen to, follow along, and picture their journey. Thanks, BBR crew. Keep up the great work. Remember Arnold the Gallade? One of my favorites. Thank you very much, Polly Swag. Arnold is one of my favorites, too. Now, if you are a proud member of the Blastburn Nation like Jerry, Tapstar, Polly Swag, or Tom, and you're playing along with us at home, or just following the show, we want to hear from you. Uh, be sure to get at us by email or through social media, and we will share your messages with the community, because at the end of the day, we're all in this together. We crave them. We do. <laughs> they, they sustain us. Now, guys... It is that time, and coming into PvP after our seventh week of gameplay, I, Jolly by Nature, remain firmly in first, although the death of our sweet beloved babies means that's less sure than it otherwise would have been. I'm leading with my score of 780 points. Celeste remains in second, gaining ground with her perfect week of gameplay. She's back within 100 points and brings 690 into PvP. Uh, Messer Engine remains in third with his score of 600. 
110. Now, as always, last week's big winner must defend the stick first, and that was, once again, myself, though, only by a technicality this time, which doesn't make me feel super great about it. That being said, I will be challenging you, Messer Engine. Let us fight. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, here we go. All right, in the white corner we have BBR Jelly bringing his Sawsbuck, his Darmanitan, his Galvantula, his Cafagoras, Samurott, and Lillian. And in the black corner we have Mezzer Engine bringing Frillish, Crustle, Swana, Zebstrika, Crocorock, and Darmanitan. Are you two ready? Let's do it. Yep. You two may begin. Jolly leads in of Kepra, his Galvantula, and Mezzer Engine leads of Bubblane, his Crustle. Mezzer Engine's team is unnerved by Kepra's Unnerve. They cannot eat berries. Kepra uses Volt Switch, hitting Bubbling for 76% of its health. That is after an electric gem powered it up. Jolly's now thinking on what to switch into. Jolly switches into Zoloft, his Carfagoras. It takes a Rock Slide on the switch in for 33% of its health. It's at 67%. An X Scissor from Bubbling hits Zoloft for 13% of its health. It's not very effective. Zoloft also gains Mummy, but it takes a Nightshade as well, finishing it off. Mesorengine switches into DK, his Darmanitan. Jolly predicts, predicts a return from DK, and Zoloft uses Rest, fully recovering, and then eating a Chestoberry to wake up. I didn't protect the goddamn return, I just didn't switch. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looked good either way. <laughs> a Flare Blitz from DK hits Zoloft for 56% of itself. DK gains Mummy because of Zoloft, and the Shadow Ball from Zoloft hits DK for 38% of itself. DK's at 45%, Zoloft's at... Well, Zoloft's about at uh, 44 Another Flare Blitz hits Zoloft for 43%, it living on 1% of its health, and then a Shadow Ball finishes off DK. That was about as shitty as that could have gone. 1%. <laughs> Fucking Mummy, man. Epona, the Zutraka, comes out from Mizzer Engine. Epona uses Pursuit... It's super effective against Zoloft. It finishes it off. And Epona gains Mummy from Zoloft. Claritin, the Sawsbuck, comes out for Bibgar Jolly. It's Horse v. Deer. Mezzerengine switches out into his Swana Ezlo, who takes a return on the switch. A normal gem strengthens that return. Ezlo is one shot. Out comes Toadsworth, the Frillish, for Mezzerengine, who takes a Horn, horn Leech. And then it toxics Claritin the Sawsbuck. On the next turn, Toadsworth uses Protect. Claritin uses Horn Leech, but Toadsworth protects itself. Mezzerengine gets a double Protect. And Toxic continues to chip Claritin down. It's at 66% health now. Of course he does. The third Protect fails, and Horn Leech finishes off Toadsworth. You're damn lucky if you got a triple out of Punchy in the dick. <laughs> like it fucking matters. Opponent comes back out for Mezzerengine. He uses Flame Charge. Knocking Claritin down to 7% health. Claritin uses Return. Opponent is down to 17 health. And then Toxic finishes off Claritin. Lasix, the Samurai, comes out for BBR Jelly. And Aqua Jet finishes off Opponent. Out comes King K. Rule, the Crocorock, for Mezzer Engine. Lowering Lasix's attack with its Intimidate. BBR Jelly switches into Allegra, his Lilligant. 
It takes a crunch on the switch for 53% of its health. Allegra uses Giga Drain, one-shotting the Krokorok and almost fully healing. It's at 93% health. Hooray! Good game. Good game, mess. And yeah, that's a game. All right, guys. Well, as always, loser gives up the stick, and that means that our next match on the evening will be myself versus Celeste. Messer Engine, the mic is yours, sir. Okie dokie. In the white corner, Jolly is, you know, still there. He lives there. It's a place that he likes. Celeste is over in the black corner having kicked me out because, you know, that was a, I was there. Jolly brought his Sazbuck, his du- Duosian, his Darmanitan, his Gar- Galvantula, his Cafagrigus, and his Samurott. Celeste brought her Escavalier, Gotharita, Darmanitan, Stoutland, Scrafty, and Gigalith. Are you two ready? Let's go. Yep. All right, you may begin. All right, Jolly leads out with Capra the Galvantula, whereas Celeste sends out Blocky the Gigalith. A Thunderbolt from Capra brings Blocky down to 20%. Blocky uses rest, bringing itself back up to 100% and is napping. Celeste switches out Blocky for Wedge, her Stoutland, who comes into a Thunderbolt from Kepra. Wedge is at 58% and Kepra is intimidated. A Volt switch from Kepra brings Wedge down to 26%. But who will come in for Jolly? It's a mystery until it's not. He decided that Claritin, the Sawsbuck, would come out, and it arrived into a thunder wave and is paralyzed. Wedge attempts to fire Fang and misses, which is unfortunate, because Claritin uses high jump kick and drops the dog. Out comes Blocky again for Celeste. It eats its berry when it comes into play and wakes up. Oh, that's hilarious. The unnerve mattered. That's great. I'd forgotten completely about unnerve. Blocky sets rocks and Claritin uses aromatherapy to clear his paral or her paralysis. Out comes Rust for Celeste, who the Escavalier. It comes out into a horn leech from Claritin, which is not really all that effective, bringing it down to 93%. Out comes Zoloft, the Cafagrigus. Uh, it switches into a poison jab from Rust. Doesn't do a ton of damage. Zoloft is at 77%. Uh, Rust picks up Mummy from Zoloft. Out comes Magma for Celeste, that good Darmanitan. Exiting stage stage left. It comes into what should have been a burn off the Will-O-Wisp, but it is immune. A substitute from Celeste is put out but it is quickly destroyed by Shadow Ball from Zoloft. So Magma is at 76%. On the next round, Magma utilizes Flare Blitz, bringing Zoloft down to 16%. Uh, After the damage from Recoil and the Shadow Ball, Magma is down to 21%. On the next turn, Magma Flare Blitzes again, dropping the Cafagrigus, but after Recoil is at 17%. Galvantula hops in, uh, hits the rocks on the way in, is at 76%. Out comes Blocky for uh, Celeste. It takes a Thunderbolt on its way in, and it is at 36%. Another Thunderbolt drops Blocky. Out comes Rust, the Escavalier, once more. He's doing his little bug dance. 
He takes a volt switch down to 59%, out comes Venkman, the good old friendo Darmanitan. It switches into an X scissor and is down to 24%. Russ is still at 59%. A flare blitz from Venkman drops Rust. Uh, the recoil brings him down to 5%. Out comes Magma, the Darmanitan for Celeste. A facade from Magma drops our good friendo. On Jolly Side, now comes Lasix, that Samurott. An Aqua Jet drops Magma, that Priority Water. Out comes Lyde, the Scrafty for Celeste. It takes a Waterfall and goes down to 50%. Uh, Lyde uses High Jump Kick, bringing Lasix to 52%. Another Aqua Jet is enough to drop Lyde down to zero. And out comes Yoikes, the Gotharita. A Megahorn from Lasix misses, and it ends up taking a Thunderbolt in return. Lasix is dropped. Seroquel, that good little cell monster, uh, has come out. The Duosion. Thief from Yoik steals its Eviolite, which is real clever. It brings Seroquel down to 87%. Seroquel tries to Toxic and misses. The second attempt at Toxic hits, and Yoikes used Thunderbolt, Seroquel's at 50%. Another Thunderbolt brings Seroquel down to 15%, but Recover brings it up to 65%. And another Thunderbolt brings it down to 31%, Recover brings it back up to 81%. Toxic damage brings Yoikes down to 66%. It looks like we're going to rock this endless train of up-down Toxic. Seroquel is currently at 96% after Recover. Yoix is at 43% after Toxic. Another Thunderbolt, another Toxic, another Death. The winner is Jolly by Nature. Good match. Good game, Celeste. Okay, well, that is match one and two in the books. And the only one remaining to be played on the week is Celeste versus Messer Engine. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. And in the... The Midnight Black Corner, we have Celeste the Lost, who is leading out with her Escavalier, her Gotharita, her Darmanitan, her Stoutland, her Scrafty, and her Superior. Messer Engine on the opposite side of the field is bringing his Frillish, his Crestal, his Swana, his Zebstrika, his Scrafty, and his Darmanitan. Folks, are you ready? Yep. Yep. All right, you may begin. All right, and Celeste is leading out with Wedge, her Stoutland, and Messer Engine is leading out with Toadsworth, his Frillish. And Wedge does go first with Crunch, which is super effective, dealing 53% on the jump to Toadsworth. Uh, Toadsworth uses Toxic, and Wedge is now badly poisoned. On the following turn, Toadsworth uses Protect, protecting itself, preventing incoming damage. Uh, Wedge uses Crunch that doesn't do a whole lot and continues to take Toxic damage is at 83% now. Uh, Toadsworth goes back to the Protect, hoping to get that good, good double, but this time it does not go. Uh, Wedge goes back to Crunch and brings Toadsworth down. Toxic continues to do its deadly job, and Wedge is down to 66% health. Slugger, the Scrafty, coming out for Messer Engine. And Wedge goes to the Thunder Wave. Slugger is now paralyzed. Uh, Slugger don't care, though. Clicks that high jump kick, and down goes the Pupper. Let's hope that Shed Skin does something. And Life the Scrafty comes out for Celeste. It is Punker Lizard v. Punker Lizard. And Slugger did remain paralyzed. Shedskin Shed did not remove it this turn. 
Lithe goes first and clicks high jump kick, and that is more than enough. Down goes Slugger. And Lithe's Moxie activates. It is now at 1.5 stages of attack. Uh, Ezlo the Swana comes out for Messer Engine. Ezlo clicks Air Slash, and that is a crit, and that is more than enough to deal with Lithe. Both Scrafties are now in the grave. Out comes Rust the Escavalier. Those good, good Piston Lance Arms. God, I love Escavalier. And Ezlo comes back out in favor of DK, Donkey Kong. But DK unfortunately switches into a crit slash from Rust, which just drops him on entry. And out comes Apona the Zebstrika. That was very bad news, Bears. That could have changed the dynamic of this whole match. Uh, opponent does go first with Flame Charge, which is quad effective, but is not a very high base power move. It deals 52% to Rust and raises opponent's speed. Rust uses Slash, which is not a crit this time, and deals 56% to opponent. And Rust comes back in favor of Magma, the Darmanitan. Uh, opponent uses another Flame Charge, which is resisted by Magma and only deals 12% to the big, big Angry Monkey. And Apona uses Spark, which is a crit, and is able to bring Magma down in one hit. Apparently, what is good for the Goose is good for the Gander. Python, the Superior, comes out for Celeste. And Apona goes back to the Flame Charge, which is still super effective, but still uh, pretty low base power. Deals 29%, although Apona takes recoil damage. Apparently, Python is holding the Rocky Helmet. Python clicks Leaf Blade, which is enough to drop Epona. Out comes Ezlo the Swana. Ezlo clicks Air Slash, which does a lot of damage, 60% to Python, bringing it down to 11%. Python does live and does use Leaf Blade, which does 64% to Ezlo. It hits very hard. Not hard enough, though, as Ezlo did live and outspeed. Another Air Slash brings down Python. Out comes Rust the Escavalier. And Rust takes a Surf, uh, which deals 43% and brings it down to 5% health, but it does live. Uh, it returns with a Slash, which brings down Ezlo. Messer Engine sends out Bublane, his final remaining Pokemon, that Crustle. It is Bug v. Bug in the matchup of Jolly's Dreams. Bublane, for once, has found an opponent he can outspeed. He clicks Rock Slide, which is boosted by the Rock Gym, but that's not entirely necessary here. Rust only had 5% health. That's more than enough to bring down that good, good Sir Bug. And out comes Yoikes, the Gotharita, Celeste's final remaining Pokemon. Yoikes outspeeds with Reflect, but even with the Reflect up, Bublane uses X Scissor, which deals 66%. Yoikes uses Thunderbolt, dealing uh, 41% to Bublane. Bublane follows up with another X-Scissor, which brings down the Gotharita. The winner is Messer Engine. Good game, Celeste. Good game. All right, guys. Well, those are our PvP matches on the week. And looking at how those affect our leaderboards, uh, your boy Jolly was able to firm back up his lead just a little bit with the 60 points that I picked up. My score is now 840. Uh, Celeste does remain in second with her score of 690 points. Messer Engine is able to close that gap a little bit. His score is now 640. How are we feeling after PvP this week, guys? All those up and down crits. Oh, God, those up and down crits. You crit my Darmanitan, I crit your Darmanitan. That was not expected. No, it wasn't. Nobody expects the fucking Zebra Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think that we had some really solid matches this week. I think that everybody built really cool and interesting. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was real, real good. Uh, I'm really interested to see what you guys bring through the remainder of the series as, as the variety of our options continues to grow. I will just be happy when my, my jellyfish evolves this week. Cause even with the Eviolite, he was feeling like a little baby. We're pretty late in the game to be running a baby on a competitive team week to week. Yeah, I think I made the mistake of bringing Hooks, but I needed a special attacker. I have no other special attackers. Everything else is physical. Welcome to Unova. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's week seven. It's in the book. And of course, we do want to look ahead to what week eight is bringing for us, aside from all the holidays over the course of the next two weeks. Two week? Two weeks. Two weeks. That's a plural. That's a plural word. Now, this week, singular, this week, our heroes will be heading north from Asira City into Dragon Spiral Tower to answer our creepy ninja summons and face down Getsis of Team Plasma. We will witness the awakening of a legend and be challenged to pursue the dastardly inn and stand against him for justice. Uh, we will delve the relic castle in search of answers only to come up woefully empty-handed. We'll be sent to Opelucid City in search of answers and a weapon capable of stopping... Team Plasma when they are seeming all but unstoppable. Uh, Drayden and Iris, the dual leaders of the Opelucid City Gym, will give you what information they possess, and then they will await your challenge within the Opelucid City Gym. Now, Drayden is the gym leader in Pokemon Black, while Iris is the gym leader in Pokemon White. Regardless of which foe you face, however, they will both bring a Fracture, a Drudigan, and a Haxorus. Their signature move is Dragon Tail, and our level limit for this week's gameplay is 43. How are we feeling going into week 8 of gameplay, guys? Dragon Tail is scary. I uh, I suddenly really wish that I had any sort of... I, I, I do have a little bit of ice. I could level my bear tick, I suppose. My cub chew. Dragons are scary. And there's no fairy to murder them yet. So, it's ice or bust. Ice, ice, baby. Ice Ice Baby, because there's no Dragon Dragon Baby over here. Neither you or I were, th were that lucky. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. These are very scary Pokemon. Uh, the Opelousid City Gym is very, very threatening, and I am personally very pleased that I am in a prime position to just Ice Beam my way to victory and let you guys figure out how you're going to squeeze points out of that. The answer's lose. <laughs> but no, I feel pretty good. This is this is the part of the game where the story really starts to ramp up and Team Plasma goes from being kind of bumbling to like really, really threatening. And I am all in for that. Somehow they've evolved from a pack of idiots and chainmail in the modern day to world-ending villains with hats. Well, no, there's still a pack of idiots and chainmail. Just the issue is they're being led by Poke Hitler. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. Well, you'll find out Sunday how I feel about that. Oh, I, I literally cannot wait. Okay, guys, and let's go ahead and, and let everybody know when we're going to be streaming. That's really important because we're looking at Christmas and New Year's over the next two weeks. So that might not be an obvious answer. Messer Engine, when can our listeners expect to find you live on Twitch? You can see me in all my Pillar of Salt glory this weekend, Sunday the 23rd. At 6 p.m. Eastern Time at twitch.tv slash Engine, We'll be going till 11 or till we're done and picking up some extra time either Monday or uh, maybe late Christmas if you're home and you're 
by the fire and having a good time, you might be able to tune into Mez cursing his life as he fights dragons on Christmas. That sounds way more epic than it actually is, but tune in anyways. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, now, as always, I will be up second to stream. And this time, guys, I will not be streaming on Tuesday because Tuesday is goddamn Christmas Day. And that's not going to be a thing at all. Um, you can expect me to start my weekend gameplay probably on Friday, which will be the 28th is probably when we're looking to start because I do need to get two days in for certain. And the following Friday is going to be recording day. So we got to squeeze those in when we can. Uh, as always, when I stream, I stream at 9 p.m. Eastern over at twitch.tv slash jollybynature. And we will probably round out our gameplay uh, right at the top of the new year on January 1 on tuesday so look forward to that that does of course leave our good friend celeste and celeste when can our listeners expect to find you live on twitch i'm actually going to be streaming before you on thursday that would be what the 27th yes i believe yes thursday the 27th at 7 30 p.m eastern standard time at twitch.tv slash celeste lost and if a second night is needed it'll be the next thursday at the same time Okay, very good. Now, as always, guys, uh, just remember that we do want to hear from you. We want those emails, whether you are playing along with us at home, uh, doing your own super cool challenge run, whether you want to give us your thoughts and feelings on Blastburn Radio Adventures, on the UPPL, on any of the new projects that we're, we're launching. We really do crave that feedback. Uh, and you can always send that feedback and any other emails you would like to BlastburnRadio at gmail.com or tweet at the show at BlastburnRadio. Uh, now, as always, you can follow me personally at BBRJolly on twitter i'm at celeste lost and i'm at measure engine and as always don't forget to check out mythic portal games for all of your online role-playing assets if you need maps if you need tokens if you need i don't know uh just really pretty cool art shit uh for your roll 20 or astral uh vtt experience be sure to check out mythic portal games on those marketplaces uh by supporting them you support messer engine and by supporting messer engine you support our show and we really appreciate that uh, and don't forget to follow the show at blastburn radio on twitter or facebook to stay up to date on what all of our hosts are doing around the web uh, and be sure to follow the UPPL draft league at official UPPL so that you can keep up to date on who all our coaches are. When we announce them this week, that's going to be super exciting. I do want to thank everyone for joining us today. I want to give a very special thank you as always to my co-host Messer engine and Celeste for blast burn radio. I am jolly by nature. Thank you for listening and we will see you next time. We'll see you next time, folks. See you after Christmas. Last Burn Radio is a production of Challenge Accepted Media. This episode was produced by Jolly by Nature, Celeste the Lost, and Messer Engine. Pokemon and all related games and characters are the property and trademark of Nintendo, Game Freak, and the Pokemon Company. Opening music in today's episode includes Game On by Fishy, off the OC Remix album The Missing No Tracks. Check out this great album at missingno.ocremix.org. Battle music in today's episode provided by Glitch X City. Check out all her work on YouTube or SoundCloud at Glitch X City. Closing music in today's episode is A Lullaby for Trains off the Pokemon Black and White Super Music Collection, available on iTunes. Design work and stream assets provided by Rachel Mondragon. Check out her other work or contact her for commissions on Twitter at Rachichu. Blastburn Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.